Sky Sports Radio, combined with Harness Racing New South Wales, brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Yes, great to be joining you for On The Pace's Wednesday morning edition for this week. It's been a busy few days in New South Wales harness racing for several regions, uh, for several reasons, I should say, as we've gone into regionalisation once more, a few days earlier than first thought we were due to head into uh, that regional racing model again today. But with the Uh, situation worsening uh, over the weekend that was brought forward a few days so we saw a few scratchings at our two meetings yesterday of course we had Menangle race in the afternoon time slot with a big 10 racer it was a a very busy day there at Harness headquarters and then we also had Young last night a bit of a recap on results from yesterday Uh, that Menangle meeting was strong because it featured a few group three features the APG gold sovereign finals for the two-year-olds were run and one, and I think we've got two really nice progressive youngsters that have come through that series and will certainly go on to be competitive in races to come later on this season. Of course, it's quite a busy back end for the two-year-olds this year with the reshuffling and the, the change in season where we still have to come the New South Wales Breeders Challenge. We also have the Vic Bread Super Series for those that uh, are Victorian bred eligible as well as the Breeders' Crown and several other features in there as well. So uh, whilst we saw a few early season two-year-old features in New South Wales, what we are now seeing is many of those horses, after having a freshen up, returning for, I guess, a, a second half of their season. So it will be interesting to see how that affects performance later on. Hopefully, uh, we can see that meaning that these juveniles that are up and running early and had that little bit of time through the middle part of the season will go on and race successfully a little later into their career. That's the hope anyway. But those two winners yesterday, the two-year-old filly, Madrid, uh, trained and driven by Jared Orchard. He's having quite an amazing season with his juveniles, already two separate Group 1 winners or two uh, different individual Group 1 winners. And this filly, she's... Well, she was couldn't have been more impressive yesterday. She ripped home in 26 and 3. She let out, took a trail, and then was asked for an effort as they passed the 400-meter mark. And she showed a really, really nice turn of foot. So 154 and 4, and she's now a black type uh, winner so early on into her career and also with Madrid it was the first uh, feature race victory for Bling It On as a sire so uh, it's never easy to start off a, a siring career but Bling It On's got off to a really really good start and it certainly doesn't hurt uh, when you are producing group three winners uh, within the first you know few months of a two-year-old season so he does have 184 foals on the ground he's had 10 individual starters and six of them have been winners so uh, that's quite a, a strike rate for Bling It On. And uh, also important to note that, of course, he'll be standing again this season. And with him standing in New South Wales, uh, he's eligible for all of those colonial size bonuses as well. So that news filtering through yesterday that Bling It On and also Jillaby Kung Fu, who were touted to stand uh, in Queensland this year uh, with the issues surrounding COVID uh, probably dragging on a, a little longer than expected. The Cobbity Equine team have had to make the decision to stand those two stallions in New South Wales this year. So Bling It On will be eligible for all of those uh, New South Wales colonial stallion bonuses. And certainly uh, I would assume that there'll be a few more bookings to him after the performance of Madrid yesterday. And with that in mind, she'll be eligible for races like the, the Breeders' Challenge Blue as well. So she will have a busy last half of her year and small tease. This fellow 
he still just looks so green and raw, but he is so talented. He made it uh, yesterday. He extended his record to five starts for three wins and two uh, minor placings, and he rated 153-2 and two in his uh, victory as well after a really, really stinging 26 opening quarter. So he will be one to watch in those bigger races and a victory on the board for Sweet Lou as well. He's having a better season as a juvenile stallion, so uh, expect to see his progeny. And probably grow in numbers over the next few seasons as well. We have Bathurst to look forward to this evening. And this evening, John O'Shea has a really good book of drives on paper. He seems to have uh, a few chances along the way. And he's been kind enough to join us this morning for On The Pace as well. Good morning, John. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, Phil. Yeah, really well, thank you. Let's get stuck into these steers that you have this evening to, I guess, try and sort out a few of these races. Your opening race, Calypso Sam, your own runner, has had a few runs back from a fairly decent break. Do you expect there to be a little bit more improvement now fifth up into this preparation? What did you make of his run last start? Yeah, last start was probably a touch disappointing. He got held up around the turn. I thought he should have finished off stronger than he did, but the start before that was really good. If he can sort of show that again, um, he should be there at the finish, but you know, there is a couple, Manhattan Island and that, their runs were really good last week, better than these, you know, that, that takes some attention if they get the right run. It's the best draw he's seen this prep, so is that another positive? Can you be positive on him early here? Yeah, for sure, he's got a lot of gates, but it's probably something that's never really used on him, he doesn't draw that good, but um, yeah, I'll be kinging out and going looking for the top and then just weigh it up from there, um, just see what my options are. I'll, I'll be able to go on into it sort of with a bit of an open mind, so we'll just play it by ear. Okay, that's race one, number three, Calypso Sam. We move across to race number two, and your drive here, Burns Bay. You don't often see last start winners go around as roughies, but that's what this fellow will be tonight. He seems a quirky character. You were able to get him around in one piece last week. In fact, Matty Rue drove him last week, beg your pardon, and he was able to get him around in one piece. But he seems a quirky type. It looks as though uh, you've had a steer on him early on in his career. No doubt you would have had a good look at his form lines, but I guess your main aim is to just get him away at the start. Yeah, just get him active at the start, and um, I think he's a horse you can't really fight, so I'd say he'll be looking to go forward, but you know, Demonisha Terra won a $50,000 APG contemplation last start, even though he's had a spell like, that's pretty solid form going into it, even though it's not favourite, Mandasaur's favourite, but um, yeah, it's definitely, it's a strong race. Yeah, quite a strong race for that up to 55 grade for sure. Race number four, Alta Downs, is your drive here. A horse you've had a fair bit of success on and any horse dropping back from an angle to Bathurst you have to sort of be quite wary of. So uh, he brings the right sort of form lines to this race despite the fact that there's a seven and a six in the uh, recent numerical stakes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the draw's very tricky. Um, I'm not sure the one horse how it will go in the race. Um, being a bush horse coming to Bathurst might find it a bit tough, but uh, yeah, the horse, if you take away his turban angle runs, which were disappointing, um, his form before that was great, and like you said, dropping back, he, he should be thereabouts with any luck at all. Is there any temptation to get straight off the pegs then if you're not 100% sure on the horse that you're following, or do you just sort of have to bite the bullet, follow through, and, and hope that there's a gap somewhere? I think I'll just play it by you, you know, um, that's the funny track. You sort of come out wide, you start searching for runs out wide, you 
very hard to make ground. You're probably better off just laying your luck and staying on the tanks and just hoping for their gaps to come, you know? All right. Race number five is a very, very strong race. It's the opening leg of the quaddy for Tab Punters over the sprint trip. A small field of eight all across the front, and he's chiming as your steer here. First, just on Lester Hewitt, he must only have a small team, but every time he lines a horse up, they're ultra competitive. He does a great job, doesn't he? Yeah, that's for sure. He certainly only works three and um, puts plenty of time into them and plenty of money, and, yeah, he does a real good job. Um, they're, they're super fit and he likes to drive that way. He's an aggressive sort of a bloke and he, that's the way he likes them driven, but yeah, his horses do go really well. Well, that means that they should get their opportunity each time they step out. That's been the case for He's Chiming. Lightly raced, 17 starts, 8 wins, 6 minors. And for that reason, despite not having a lot of racing under his belt, he sort of made his way through the ratings quite quickly. But that last start, Menangle effort, super brave. Uh, you couldn't really ask for much more, I don't think. No, he went really good, considering sort of you know, mid-race moves are hard to make on the mile races up there at Menangle. And um, he kept on fighting on. He probably just switched off on me a little bit around the turn and just made him just made himself a bit having to make up too much ground around the straights there. But um, tonight's going to be super hard for him, you know. Balducci's going to find the front. Um, it's been going really good, so it'll take some stitching. But with Leicester's style, do you expect that you'll be pressing forward and getting up in close to the action at least? Guaranteed. Um, he's a big, dumb horse. He's very green and you know, he probably, if you went back, and he'd probably fall asleep on you anyway, so you're better off just going forward with him and letting him do his own thing. You know? That seems to be, you got to sort of, you don't really drive him, you just let him do whatever he wants, pretty much. And just Jarula's grin in that race, obviously a really talented type himself, six wins from ten starts, but we haven't seen him uh, for a few weeks, and he's had a few trials in preparation for this start. No doubt you would have had a, a squeeze at those trials. They were pretty impressive. Yeah, for sure. He's a super fast horse. Um, Drill is good. Like he draws inside us. Like or he's timing. He goes out the favourite. You know, like he'd be very hard horse to come from behind to beat. Um, just the draw is the only thing that's probably going to cool him a little bit. But you know, if he was lucky to slot in somewhere, that you one know, one or something with a bit of luck, he could definitely still win the race. He's a very smart horse. You can't take anything away from him. Yeah, certainly. It's a, an ultra-competitive race at fifth event. Some really nice progressive types as well. And then over in the last, again for Lester Hewitt, Jackson Chimes. Only the four starts for this four-year-old. And he made a mess of his first couple, but he seems to be right on the right track now. And his last two performances, put it this way, if he comes to the races tonight and shows up in that sort of form, he should be near on winning this race. Oh, you'd hope so, Brittany. Um He's a frustrating sort of a horse, not very easy to drive, but I'd love to see, I'd love to see him get a victory out of him. Um, it's been a lot harder than I thought it would be. Keeps on, like you said, he keeps trying it away. It's just his own errors. But tonight the draws put the fields right, but um, he does know how to get beat, so we'll just have to see. What are his quirks? Are they just that uh, he gets too stirred up or does he hit himself somewhere? What, what, what's the issues with Jackson Chimes? What should we be looking out for? Um, yeah, we can do a bit of everything. Uh, the first <laughs> start, he decided to bolt. He's never touched a bit in his life. And yeah, we can hit the knee pretty good and hang it. We can also switch off and just forget to go for a bit. And Yeah, he's, he's definitely got a fair few quirks. He's a very weird horse, but um, 
Okay, we'll hold our breath throughout there in the last then with Jackson Chimes. Appreciate your time this morning, John. A good book on paper. Hopefully there's a few winners amongst them tonight at Bathurst. Thanks, Matt. John O'Shea there this morning. Appreciate him joining us today ahead of that Bathurst meeting tonight and certainly a driver to follow. Some good chances on paper out of that card. So Bathurst of eight races gets underway just after five o'clock tonight, 5.07. And then we roll into two meetings tomorrow with Tamworth and Penrith as well. So we'll be back tomorrow morning for On The Pace to hopefully have a bit of a bankroll tonight at Bathurst and maybe we can find a winner or two amongst those cards tomorrow.